for people who don't know, like Aaron is part of the Hell Money pod with Casey. They're basically the two co-hosts, which is where like obviously Casey was talking about ordinals way before January and a bunch of people listened to y'all's podcast and have since gone back and listened to these episodes and gotten to learn about maybe that original thinking around ordinals that kind of gets lost as people pile on and we have a hundred thousand. But yeah, before we talk about what you're necessarily up to, what are your thoughts on like how ordinals has evolved from your perspective? Is this what you expected? Obviously things have just changed drastically since a year ago when you were talking about it on your podcast. So I'm just curious, what's your perspective on where we're at right now? Yeah, in some ways, things have proceeded as I thought they would. I think just on a much faster timeline than I expected. When Casey was talking about ordinals originally, I was like, this is a really cool idea that's also very fun. And I think fun is something that Bitcoin really needed. And it just brings in people. And to me, like I had no experience really with the NFT world side of things. And so that's been the big surprise to me is just seeing how big of a community that side of things is and just how much that's, I don't know, people just very quickly adopted ordinals and got into it. And I was expecting Bitcoiners to get into ordinals, not like NFT people and crypto people to get into ordinals. You know what I mean? So I think that was the biggest surprise to me. But honestly, I thought it was a good idea. I always thought it was a good idea. And Yeah, it's cool to see people get it. And also, I think one of the cool things about ordinals, especially if you look at like the ordinal theory side of it is you learn a lot about how Bitcoin works when you understand ordinals. And as I said, I think just bringing that fun aspect, that's what we also were trying to do with the podcast too. just make it fun to learn about Bitcoin, add in some jokes, make it like you're hanging out with people and you're just having a good time and learning. I think that's a much better way of educating people than just expecting that people need to learn it on their own. And just if they don't do that, then they're not worthy. You have to make it easy for people. And I think that Ordinals does that in a lot of ways. And a lot of it's been crazy. A lot of it's been really surprising, but also it's been really nice to see. And I don't know, it's just cool to see what all people do with the different things that come out, especially like recursion. I think it's so cool. And I feel like we haven't even begun to see what all the possibilities will be with recursion. So I'm really excited for that as well. Yeah, Saifor, did you have a question related to what Aaron just said? I really, I just wanted to make a quick comment about the Hell Money podcast, but more importantly, a couple other pieces of content that Aaron was involved with making with Casey. Honestly, the arts and crafts explanation of lightning is probably the best educational piece of content ever made for Bitcoin. And I do not say that lightly. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, Between Casey and Aaron, they managed to take what is a disgustingly complicated problem and break it down to the level where I feel confident I could give that video to almost anyone. And they would come out of it knowing more about Lightning than your average Bitcoiner who's been in this for years. Oh my God, that's so, I will have to tell Casey that you said that because Casey, the craft store Bitcoin episodes, like where we have the arts and crafts stuff, I was always so opposed because I was like, oh, it's so much logistics. I have to set up the camera to go look at the table. Like, what if it doesn't make sense? And Casey would run out to Michael's and get all of the supplies and was like so inspired to do those episodes. So (laughs) I'm glad that they've turned out so well. Like after we recorded them, I always liked them. But like ahead of time, I was always so worried about them. So I'll definitely let him know that you like them. (laughs) So... Aaron, you and Caroline are both part of the 
Aquarian conspiracy. We've had you on to talk a little bit about astrology and how it relates to like potentially having a unique lens to view ordinal theory through. And that was like a very interesting conversation. It sounds like you've materialized a lot of your thinking, formalized it into an official like kind of project. I don't want to say the word official, but you're doing something neat. Can you describe what is the Aquarian conspiracy theory? How, how would you define Bitcoin mythology? I would love to get the lowdown on all of this. Yeah, totally. We have a lot of very deranged, harebrained ideas, but I think the kind of unifying thing is that we're thinking about Bitcoin as like a long-term, long-time-scale sort of project. If you really believe in Bitcoin and you think Bitcoin is this big next thing, which we do, then things that you inscribe, for example, will live a lot longer than you will as an individual. And there's a lot of really interesting philosophical, spiritual, esoteric kind of things that arise from that kind of perspective. The core people in Aquarian Conspiracy are astrologers. I think what's really funny about astrologers is like when you tell them what Bitcoin is, it's like they're automatically into it. Like they get it. They're like, oh, this is the thing that the age of Aquarius is is telling us about. It's this decentralized technology that's about peer-to-peer interactions. It's non-hierarchical. Um, it's not about trust. It's more about like these incentive structures. Like it's something that I think a lot of astrologers look for with the age of Aquarius. And that's the inspiration for the name, the Aquarian conspiracy. I think a lot of people are familiar with age of Aquarius. It was like a pop culture, pop astrology thing in the late sixties, early seventies. But it's basically this idea that we are entering a new astrological age that will last 2000 years. The previous age that we're coming out of is the age of Pisces. That was the age of Jesus and the monotheistic religions. And we're exiting that age with, in my opinion, kind of the advent of the internet and with Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's a huge part of it. And with every major civilizational era like this, you basically always have a giant megalithic structure. So you can look at something like the pyramids in Egypt or Stonehenge or all these kind of things that outlast the civilizations and are the emblematic thing of of the civilization. And one of our kind of theses is that Bitcoin is the digital megalith of the age of Aquarius. If you think about it, imagine that you're like an archaeologist that's like digging up the Bitcoin blockchain like thousands of years in the future. You would look at this and be like, wow, why did they input so much energy into this thing? What are all these weird scribbles on it? What do these mean? Was this their language? How did they move those blocks? I I think there's so many parallels between the Bitcoin blockchain and this idea of building a megalithic structure. And I just think this is what we're doing in the digital world. We're building out the digital world right now. So yeah, I know that's as I said, I warned you, like we have some crazy deranged harebrained ideas at the Aquarian Conspiracy. But these are the kind of things that we're really like trying to develop is these sort of ideas. And if you think about it from an astrological perspective, that's our main one. But you can also think about it from like a time perspective. We have this time chain now, all this stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to keep talking about any of this. But yeah, that that's like our big idea. Trevor, I don't know if you want to jump in here. Yeah, I want to jump in to say that I, to tell everyone, I attended the Aquarian Conspiracy Summit in, in Bitcoin Miami, and it was an awesome vibe. A very different crew to what BitDev meetups or the Bitcoin conference. And the thing that I loved about it, it was very clear and abundant that people were having a great time and people were having very deep conversations. And it was obvious to me that it was uh, a powerful onboarding mechanism for Bitcoin for a very different audience to 
what um, the typical Bitcoin events are. And so I, I had a great time. I think it's it was like the coolest or the best vibe at the whole Bitcoin Miami in terms of like a very unique and special space. And so I encourage people like coming from like the data finance world, like a lot of people use astrology as like a pejorative to be like, oh, that's not science. That's like astrology. But the reality is that the, the event was not like, here's your horoscope. Make sure you do this tomorrow because tomorrow this is going to happen to you. Or It wasn't like that. It was very much about exploration of ideas with interest in history and interest in like self-awareness and just hats off to all you guys are doing. Oh, thanks, Trevor. That, that was so nice. And I'm so glad that you came. Yeah, I think I'm glad that you said that about astrology because I sometimes like, I feel like I have such a, I, I'm, my day job is I'm an astronomer. And so for me, I'm so used to astrology hate that I just have permanent armor up about it. But I think it is important to remind people it's just a fun way of looking at time like I, I what i said earlier about ordinals making bitcoin fun and making it fun to learn about bitcoin i think astrology is similar in that the time cycles that we're looking at in astrology are as short as 28 days and as long as 26,000 years and we have cycles that we look at all throughout that kind of time frame and so it makes looking at things like civilizational rise and collapse or historical events or significant leaders or just like political, societal, economic things, it, it just adds like a new layer of meaning to it. And I think it makes it fun to learn about and think about. For me, it's just been a really rewarding lens to see the world and, and think about things. And I think I think like, as I said, it's been such a good way to get people into Bitcoin. Of course, like there are plenty of male astrologers and there are plenty of women who are more into like the technical or economic side of Bitcoin. But something that I've noticed a lot is when I'll be in like a group of people that like maybe it's like Bitcoiners and then like some wives kind of vibe are there. As soon as I start talking about the astrology of Bitcoin, someone's wife will like peek in and be like, oh my God, wait, there's an astrological angle. Can you tell me about this? And then like the Bitcoiner will be like, I've been trying to get her to care about Bitcoin for years. Like she has never cared about this before. And so I think it's just, yeah, just like ordinals is like a way of getting people that are maybe more into the NFT crypto side of things into Bitcoin. I think astrology is a way of doing that as well. And I don't know, I, I think it's cool to be a part of kind of a new wave of Bitcoiners that aren't necessarily like the meat maxi vibe, much love to the meat maxis, but I, I don't necessarily fit into that. It's cool to have planned this event and kind of be creating this community and just see that people are into it and that it's taking. So yeah, that, thanks for attending, Trevor. It's really nice. Yeah, and I would double down that too. Like I have friends who are like artists and they, you know, are in the Ethereum space. And I think general like Ordinals NFTs has bifurcated a little bit between like trading and like, the kind of technology space. But then when it comes to Bitcoin, I think artists tend to resonate a lot more with like culture and like you said, like the sociopolitical and like almost intu intuitive angle and intuitive lens on looking at what's happening in the world. And I think that for the artists out there who want to learn more about beyond NFTs about Bitcoin, like I think this is also a fantastic avenue because it's not just limited to ordinals but it also goes deeper into bitcoin and self-sovereignty and there's a, a mix and potpourri of great topics yeah totally i think another thing that really appeals to artists is like that 
permanence narrative, like creating something that lives beyond yourself. I feel like that's something that Ordinals really has above something like Ethereum NFTs is just this immutable permanent object. And what mark do you want to make that will live on forever? For example, when we were just like testing around with inscriptions, I think one of our members made a text inscription that was just like Aquarian Conspiracy, May 17th in Miami. And he made a typo and it's now Aquarian conpiracy or something is on the Bitcoin blockchain forever. And I probably shouldn't have even said anything because I don't think anyone noticed it. But it's just funny to to see that level of permanence, right? We just put that up there and you can't erase it. But I, I honestly think that's incredibly appealing to a lot of artists. And I feel like that's a narrative of long term permanence that I, I think Ordinals has that we should really be like promoting more because I think artists are super into that. And you, I believe, mentioned you're an astronomer. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. So can you explain, are you looking through telescopes? What is your daily job like? Yeah, I mostly look at solar system objects. So I do a couple of different projects. I'm a PhD student, so I have a bunch of different little research things that I do. But one of my main projects is I maintain telescope, regular telescope observations of solar system objects at several telescopes around the world. So if you think about if you're an observer that wants to look at black holes and you have a night of observation where you get to use that telescope to look at black holes, there's probably only a couple hours in the night that are actually dark enough for you to be able to see your object because it's so faint, it's so far away. And so the program that I run, basically what those observers can do is then they can donate some of their time to us so that we can look at solar system objects, which are much brighter and much closer to Earth. I actually, I was working in planetary science before I got into astrology. Somehow those two things happened together. I still have yet to meet another astronomer, astrologer. If you know anyone, please get me in contact. That was my next question. <laughs> that was my next question. Um, <laughs> awesome. That is like a badass job you have. That's like pretty, pretty neat. We'll probably, I don't know, I, <laughs> I don't want to go into this too much because we're trying to stay mostly ordinal focused. But yeah, I think that's fascinating. We could probably talk about that a lot. I do want to go to Caroline. Caroline, you're obviously part of this organization. Could you share what is so special to you about astrology being combined with Bitcoin? It's this really interesting intersection. What has drawn you to ordinals and Bitcoin and astrology? Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me up. So I am a graphic designer by day, but astrology is my true passion. Aaron and I go way back and we've been on this journey together. So needless to say, when she got into Bitcoin, it piqued my interest immediately. And so I've been following her journey through this. And yeah, being an astrologer first, Bitcoin or second, Aaron mentioned this earlier, like when you tell someone who is so deeply into astrology about Bitcoin, and you really get into the details of it. And then I have the opportunity to start look, looking at the charts and looking at the timelines out for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 200 years, it really lines up in a way that just feels so true. The resonance there really moves me. And yeah, I've just been completely taken over and orange-pilled by it. There's so many different things that you can look at. The synastry of Ethereum and Bitcoin, it's very powerful stuff if you're interested in looking into the details. And I love getting in there in the, the analysis of the charts. That's like my real passion. Yeah, the Aquarian Conspiracy has been truly like one of my favorite favorite group collaborative projects I've ever had the chance to work on. We all bring our own special 
strengths to the project. It's been wonderful to combine my love for design and art with my love for astrology. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I just want to add Caroline designed all of our inscriptions. We have like a cursed Zodiac collection, which is just 12. It's each of the Zodiac signs. And we actually sold four of them as VIP tickets to our events. And then we have eight left. But Caroline designed all of the inscriptions. It was like very rewarding. Honestly, as Caroline said, we go way back. I think she's such a talented designer. And to actually bring someone that I think is such a good artist into ordinals. And, you know, as I said, that art will be on the Bitcoin blockchain forever. It's just been a really awesome experience to have the artistic side of Bitcoin and and just be so involved in that now. Love that. What are you guys looking at potentially inscribing? Yeah, for now. Okay, actually, I'd I'd be curious to hear other people's thoughts on this because what we're figuring out right now, as I said, we have those four that we sold as VIP tickets. And in that case, it was like, you got an inscription, but you also got to go to a VIP event and you got to have a natal chart reading from us and you got a printout of your natal chart. It was this integrated in-person and digital experience. And so we have eight left. And what we've been trying to figure out is how do you keep that going? I personally think that it's really important moving into the age of the internet to like have a combination of real life and digital experiences. I don't think that the end-all be-all of like internet life is the metaverse where you never leave your basement and you never meet your friends in real life. Like I think ideally the internet allows you to meet people in real life and it allows you to find people that you otherwise wouldn't be exposed to in your kind of like day-to-day life and then, you know, build real friendships from that. And so what we're trying to figure out is like, what does it look like moving forward to have an inscriptions community that has that combination of in, in real life, like, events meetup kind of component and then also have the inscription i don't know if anyone like on the stage has thoughts on that because that's just something we've been trying to like figure out and i feel like that's where we're at right now so i guess the value i would say this is like a very standard textbook for nfts is you can basically do a mint and everybody is getting access to your community it's like a little cult or a club and it does sound like that's what you guys are doing. People do free mints. People do paid mints. I would say the advantage of doing a paid mint is that you basically get to take those funds. And NFT mints and stuff get a bad rep. But that's only if you take the funds and just like pocket it. If you take the funds and put on really cool events and put all that money into cool things, I think it's probably the logical thing to do is to do a paid mint. And I don't know. I could see that being an interesting model. You have to analyze like how many people do you think would be interested. You have to determine a collection size and this sort of thing. So that's a very stereotypical kind of NFT playbook for thinking about this. We're on ordinals. You could probably do some crazy different kind of thing if you wanted to. But the idea of tokenizing your community by just giving people access by owning the token is, I think, a pretty useful way to use like NFTs in a pretty, I don't know, like people are members of these communities and it becomes like their friends, their, I don't know, it becomes like part of who you are when you hold these tokens in a weird way. It's hard to describe. And I think giving accessible tokens, like creating more accessible tokens than just 12 to grow your community. I I do think tokenizing an internet community that also does in real life stuff, like that is probably like what NFTs do best in a way, other than just like the standard being able to buy and sell digital art, which was extremely hard to do, if not impossible, before NFTs. So I don't know. That's my two cents. 
no huge revelations there, but I do think it would be cool to get some funding. I, I think it sounds like Trevor, <laughs> Trevor really enjoyed the event. And I think scaling that to more people and using that to like onboard people and educate people about Bitcoin, this sounds like an incredible kind of vision and mission. And just, yeah, I don't know. Also, I agree. It's very depressing to imagine a future where it's eight hours a day sleeping, 16 hours a day on screens. I think it would be much healthier to have eight hours a day sleeping, eight hours a day on screens, eight hours a day in real life. And I think that is a a cool thing to bake into what you're doing. I think that is an important, it is important for the future that we have in real life, compelling in real life experiences. So Trevor, Jan, anybody else on stage, do you guys have any ideas? Yeah, Aaron, didn't you have something that you wanted to announce that's coming next week? Yeah, basically what we have is we're doing the first auction for the Cancer Zodiac inscription. It's a cursed inscription, sub minus 1K, whatever. I don't know if that's actually stable enough to say or not, but we're auctioning off the Cancer Zodiac inscription this weekend on Scarce.City. And so we're just trying this out just to see that inscription uh, will come with a natal chart reading and then also a printout of your natal chart that Caroline has designed. It's like a nice print. You can hang it on your wall. And then the idea with that is that future Aquarian conspiracy events that we do, you'd have access to the VIP event with that as well. Because yeah, I think like we want to combine those two things. And we want to have ideally, like we have 12 people that hold those inscriptions that are like, OG conspirators, like very much on the vibe, very much into this kind of idea. And that these are people that invest early on in the project, and then get to be a part of that community for the longevity of it. I think what's been cool is we started as an event thing. We started as like making content and putting out an event. And then we've integrated inscriptions as tickets into that. And so it's already something that that like you can be a part of. Like we're not like being like, oh, here's a mint and maybe someday we'll do an event. It's no, we're definitely going to do the events. We're definitely going to have the community. And we actually just started a Discord for the Aquarian Conspiracy. I think it's like discord.gg slash conspire is the invite link and we're doing daily horoscopes on there so if anyone's looking for daily horoscope content we have daily horoscopes there astrology memes we have a library of alexandria where people get to post like their deranged links to various content from all over the internet and yeah i like leonidas definitely really appreciate your feedback and as i said i don't come from like the nft side of things so for me this has been like a lot to learn about <laughs> but yeah so if you if any of you are interested the auction this weekend scarce.city i'll keep tweeting about it throughout the rest of the weekend and we'll probably do some more twitter spaces we'll keep talking about it but thanks trevor for pointing that out yeah and what is the plan going forward with the community like when is the next event are you gonna stick to miami are there other like cities that you guys are uh thinking are you gonna do anything for bitcoin amsterdam what is coming in the pipeline with the community Yeah, so I'm focusing a lot on inscribing Amsterdam for Amsterdam, which is also something I should definitely plug. We're still figuring out some logistics for that. So tickets are not on sale yet. But inscribing Amsterdam will be the Saturday after Bitcoin Amsterdam. And it's on Saturday, October 14th. And it's going to be like an entire full day conference event. And my guess is that Aquarian Conspiracy will do maybe a happy hour or something like that. Or maybe we'll have some sort of presence in the art gallery, that kind of thing. I definitely like it's I do a lot of work on like the protocol side of things and then I also have the Aquarian conspiracy side of things and it's so many things to juggle and I feel like there's some synchronicities there but then there's also I definitely just want to make sure that 
the protocol stuff stays neutral and that I can keep those things separate. But Aquarian Conspiracy, Caroline and I will both be in Amsterdam. We'll definitely be doing some stuff. And then my thought is that the next big full day Aquarian Conspiracy Symposium will be in Nashville at, at the Bitcoin Nashville conference in July. All very exciting stuff. Like it sounds like you guys are an extremely active project to only have 12 tokens. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's really cool. I love when I hear you guys talk, you're talking in like decades and centuries, mostly on spaces you'll find that people are talking in maybe hours, mostly minutes, very rarely days. So I, I love that just this field of astrology kind of forces people to think in terms of what will people think about this moment that we're in right now, 100 years from now. It's a really fascinating lens to look through. And I think it's very cool. That's just core to how you guys are thinking about it. And I do think that is the appropriate way to think about a technology like Bitcoin, for example. The, the ripple effects that it will have will not be measured in hours and days. It will be measured in decades and centuries, very likely. So very healthy to balance out a lot of the degeneracy with uh, some long-term thinking. Really appreciate y'all coming up. Anything else you wanted to share? Any other alpha about what you guys are doing or just any, anything else Caroline or Aaron would love to hear? I guess just as like a final summary, I would say if anyone is interested in these ideas, definitely come join the Discord. We've got a lot going on in there. And then for anyone who's interested in investing in the community in a bigger way, auction this weekend at scarce.city. And then just for astrological advice, the rest of the summer is going to be a little bit tumultuous. You have to choose yourself. That's what I would say my best advice is for the summer. It might be some power struggles. There might be some relationship stuff. Just try to find your own path and choose yourself. July and August, it's going to be a little bit difficult. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best note to end on, but I thought I'd give some some astrological advice. Can, can we get a new reading very quickly here? Um, <laughs> but no, some adversity is very healthy. Appreciate you coming up here and sharing. And I hope you know that you're always welcome back here and just very much appreciate everything you've uh, done for this protocol and this community. So thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us up.